You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is a bonus episode. Paula B's book club reads The Mindful Path to Self-Compassion. Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. I'm Paula B, YouTuber, certified life and weight loss coach, soon to be author, and your best middle-aged fitness friend. Are you ready to talk about the fitness mindset that matters to you? Me too. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. For today's bonus episode, I've got a fun treat, the replay of our live book club event. Every other month in partnership with Chirp Audiobooks, the Paula B. Wellness Over 50 book club reads an interesting and or informative self-help title. This month, the book was The Mindful Path to Self-Compassion by Christopher Germer, and our next pick will be The Wisdom of Your Body by Hilary McBride. You can learn more and join us live in December by visiting chirpbooks.com Paula. That's P-A-H-L-A. And in the meantime, enjoy the replay. Good morning. Good morning. You guys, it is so good to see you all. Happy book club day. I've been looking forward to this one for the last... 48 hours. (laughs) I will tell you in all honesty. Okay. So this, I I enjoyed the book, the mindful path to self-compassion by um, Dr. Christopher Germer, whose name I have apparently been mispronouncing for the last two months. So my apologies, Dr. Germer for not knowing how to say your name. I just found out that um, a friend of mine actually knows him in real life. And so she was telling me his name and I'm like, I've been pronouncing it Germer. (laughs) So Correcting myself today, I'm I'm sure he's listening to the podcast. Probably not. <laughs> but I um I will tell you in all transparency that I actually just read the book in the past couple of days. And that is even where I will start with this, that it was a nice, easy read and I enjoyed it. So I'd love to know just first of all, you know, how we always start off with the the most big broad question. Did you like the book? Yes or no? I see some nodding heads. You're welcome to chime in. Honestly, this is this is a nice intimate group this morning. You're welcome to unmute. We can just chat. I like talking. <laughs> so I personally, oh, Julie says neutral. Interesting. I'd love to hear more about that. I liked it more than I thought I was going to personally. Um, upon reading just even the front cover that it was going to be a book about meditation, my initial thought was, I'm not going to like this because I think of myself as somebody who doesn't like to slash can't meditate, that my mind is very busy and therefore I think that I don't know how to meditate. And I was delighted. Yes, Amy. Oh, did you feel the oh, same? I was just going to say that I gave it a three on Goodreads. So I guess it would be more neutral, but I liked it enough because it did overlap with a lot of your theory. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like about it is how much of the meditation stuff. And um, my question to you when you're ready for it is he had a lot of, he kept saying meta, which then kept making me think of Facebook. Right. Oh my God. Me too. Me too. <laughs> which I'm, I mean, gosh darn Facebook for ruining that word for us. That word was a word long, long before they stole it. But yes, I felt the same. But, <laughs> but my question is that he kept talking about those mantras, you know, and, and doing like the safe, 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 safe kind of stuff. And for me, that felt very much like a positive affirmation. Yep. So I was just interested in your take on that part of his whole mantra stuff. I thought that that part really specifically was very interesting because I heard it the same way that 
he, he said, oh, here's this thing to tell yourself to make yourself feel good, but it's not an affirmation, but it probably won't feel good. And so I, I kind of, I didn't struggle necessarily, but I, I thought to myself that this was a very interesting dovetail because, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I, I talk somewhat frequently about how I don't like affirmations. I don't like them. I don't think they work because there is no emotional resonance. In order for something to change your life, you have to feel good about it. So I thought that he did a really good job of explaining how you might not feel good and how to kind of work with or through that. I, I was I was a little mixed on that one too. I agree for that for those very specific reasons, the use of the word meta and for the the affirmations that allegedly aren't affirmations, I also would have rated it a three or honestly possibly a four for me. I I really, really liked the whole first part where he says that you can't do meditation wrong. To me, that whole first section, if he could have made that the whole book. I would have loved the book. I would have thought it was amazing because I felt coming into it like I don't know slash I'm not good at meditating. So the whole first part where he's like, you literally can't do it wrong. And as soon as you notice that your brain is wandering, that's you doing it right. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. So I really liked that. But then, yes, when he got into mantras, which I totally felt were affirmations, he he lost me a little bit on that one. I, I definitely struggled more with, with that part of it. Um, and then I also, Amy says, I also liked the part of him saying that you need to use those muscles that hurt, like the hurt back. Exactly. I felt like, um, I felt like he had a lot of really good points. I really did like that he brought in things like insomnia and low back pain. Like he, he really brought in that brain body connection. And I'm like, okay, I'm all about the brain body connection. I was very, very happy to read that. I do feel like, I feel like my theory over here with all thoughts, you know, thoughts lead to the brain body connection and his about feelings lead to the brain body connection. I felt like they made a nice little pyramid, like between the, the two different theories. And I can definitely see how, his, his theory and his path would be really helpful for somebody who feels their feelings more than they think their thoughts. Again, not me, which is why my whole thing is think your thoughts, find your thoughts. And then, oh, by the way, there's feelings over here. His whole thing was here, you know, you have feelings and thoughts are so hard to find. Did y'all hear him say that numerous times? <laughs> I was amused by that. And yes, Julie, it looks like you've got something to add to that too. Well, just before we move on from like the one word sort of mantra yeah. um, thing. a mantra, yes. Yeah. Well, he like, I did like that he said, you know, sit peacefully and let the word come to you. But mm -hmm. I also pulled on our work in the group because I was able to, in those moments when you kind of don't have time to journal, just go thriving, thriving thriving and it kind of it's like I am thriving but it's just that quick sort of bring that in there or capable capable you know like the things that we're already working on it's just sort of like a quick when you can't journal you just See, that's super interesting I will tell you that from my own experience I don't think I don't think I've ever had the thought I don't have time to journal <laughs> because I journal mentally so much 
I honestly don't think that I have ever thought to myself that I couldn't or I do all the time (laughs) interesting I don't know that I've ever well okay my thoughts are long and rambling and they go here and thither and yawn and so I've never even really done the thing where I shorten it to one word that's actually really interesting that you find that so useful so you probably did did you like the book did you come to it like oh this makes a lot of sense to me and this is a work I found it overlapped a lot. Um, And I did like that. Like I didn't find myself disagreeing with it, which is helpful um, when you're listening to it. But it was, I wasn't looking forward to listening to it every, every day. It wasn't something like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to listen to it for book club. And it's okay. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's okay. And and part of that, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, is that because of the narration? Because that's what I'm going to ask next. Did you guys listen or did you read? And if you listened, what did you think of the narration? So was that because of the narration or do you suppose there was something else about it? No, it it was the self-compassion word for me. It's another one of those Zen buzzwords that kind of just, I get my back up, you know, like I, I, because I don't feel like, but then I started substituting kindness because he kept putting that in there. Yeah. And that was a lot easier for me to digest. See, now that's really interesting because I was, I was kind of neutral on the, I I was, I agree with the like buzzword thing, like mindful. I don't love that word. Self-compassion. I was fine with that one. When he started talking about loving kindness, that's actually when he lost me. I was like, (laughs) I, for whatever reason that felt very forced, even though it is exactly how I treat myself. I wouldn't have used those words and I don't know what words I thought would be better, but to me, it felt very almost contrived, I think is the word that I came up with. Um, and Terry says that, that you read it. Awesome. I liked reading in small portions and then practicing the meditations, which of course is going to be one of my next questions. I'm super fascinated by that. I do want to talk really quickly though, about the narration I have found just in general through the book club that I really prefer when the author themselves reads the the book. I I really like that connection, even though I have, I mean, we've read, I think we're, are we even half and half? I do feel at this point that we've actually had more, more narrators reading books than actual authors reading the books. I felt like this one was a little bit infomercially. Did you guys kind of get that vibe from the narrator? I, this one to me felt there was, there was something very positive, inspirational speaker about it that I didn't love. I did end up, um, I downloaded both the written copy and the audio copy, and I I did do both. Um, I, I would have preferred the author just in general. And I also would have preferred more personal stories in general, which has nothing to do with the narrator, but just with the the actual book itself. Um, And Julie says, I feel terrible writing that I prefer women narrating. No, I totally do too. I don't like men telling me what to do. Joking, not joking. Absolutely feel the same way, which is why I kind of came to this, like, I don't know about this narrator. I felt the same way about, okay, I felt the same way about the untethered soul. And I felt the same way about the Bob Litwin book. You are absolutely kind of is a man telling me what to do sort of a thing, (laughs) which is jumping way ahead. It was literally number nine of the questions that I was going to ask. But did you guys 
actually go look and see what year this book was published because it had a very sexist vibe to me. I, every example he gave of a woman was how fulfilling it is to be a mother. Did you catch that at all? There was so many examples of, for example, the one thing where you might feel stabbing jealousy because your male coworker got a raise or because your sister got pregnant before you did. And I was just like, really? Your sister can't get a raise? Really? Female coworker can't get a raise? Very, very odd. But the whole mother gazing upon her child is how you should think about yourself. Way early in the beginning when they were talking about anxiety, about like hiding behind your mother's skirt. I immediately, I think that was chapter one. My back was up. I was like, no, thank you, sir. So, so that was my opinion of that. (laughs) Julie says, I thought that was my bias. No, you and I both heard it, friend. You and I both heard that. I I legit, after I finished reading that, I'm like, I I noticed it several times and I made a little mental note and I'm like, I'm not going to look up what year this was published until afterwards, because there was, there was enough good stuff that it didn't, it didn't make me close the book or anything. Um, Amy says I missed it, but was also doing yard work at the same time, right? <laughs> so, so that's kind of funny because I definitely found myself doing other things while I was listening, also. And that's we'll move on from the sexism thing because it's not entirely relevant. But, but I am curious for those of you who who read or listened, did you take the time to like stop and do the exercises, Terry? You said you did. Did you find, I mean, did you, how long did you take to read the book like in its entirety? Did you take a couple of weeks or a, a decent amount of time? I I think I took over a month. Oh, I, nice. I had it before you and now it had come up in something else I was reading. And so I had ordered it before you. Oh, cool. And so I, I took a month and I, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I have mild ADHD. I, the thought of meditating for a long time, M- meditation for me, I, I I have learned a lot doing it, but I do it in much shorter bias. But I did. I would read a section and then do a meditation or use an app that I have that has a similar thing. And I I really, truly, I I can't, I don't have words for how awesome this has been the last. That is so exciting. Oh my gosh. My outlook on myself and going out into the world and interacting with other people. That is so impressive and so amazing. So what made you decide to give that a try? I'm curious, like, do you know what was the thing that you were like, okay, let's just, let's just go with this. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, I, okay. So the untethered soul and then some of the podcasts I listen to that are neurosciencey, there's a lot of brain. I mean, and he had the little insets. The, the brain science, to me, is very compelling. Agreed. Um, and so I was like, what do I have to lose? Five minutes, 10 minutes? Um, give it a whirl. I love it. So I'm curious, just from your personal perspective, were you able to go the whole like 20 or 30 minutes or did you keep it in the shorter shot? Okay, because <laughs> um, Julie said the same thing that I thought. He started off by, oh, there's no way you can do this wrong. Try this for five minutes. But then throughout the book kept saying, oh, but you're actually going to want to do this for like 30, 45 minutes. And I was like, 
I am not actually going to want to do that for 30 or 45 minutes. So, so from your personal experience, Terry, you actually got significant results from doing uh, like five minutes a day. You were in like between five and 10. Okay. Did you do it every single day or was it like occasionally? Every single day. Wow. Okay. I might've missed a couple of days and not like, um, not like, oh, I'm, I mean, the only reason I did it every single day is because I set my bar really low. Exactly. Exactly. But obviously it was compelling enough and enjoyable enough to come back to it every single day. I mean, that's, that's an impressive habit because even something that you only have to do five minutes a day by the end of a month could feel very like, ugh, I don't even have five minutes for this. So that's really, I, I'm, uh, what's the word? I don't even know. I'm, I'm so impressed that that felt so good and you got such good results from it. That well, very compelling. I, I might try. <laughs> I wouldn't have if it hadn't been relatively easy. Yeah. But it was. Exactly. So did you start with the the very first one in, I think, I mean, didn't he have one in every single chapter? Unless I was mistaken, he had one in every single chapter. So did you just start with that first one? Like, here we go. Let's, let's just jump I, in. I have an app that I use that I, that I've used for meditating and I found similar things on there that were at the time gotcha. like, that I wanted. And I used those. Nice. That's awesome. So wait, so you had already had the app, but not really used it until you were reading the book. Do what now? You had already had the app, but weren't really using it until you read the book. So it was like the combination of right place, right time, right tool. No, I, I'd been using it. I, I had already been using the app and I just started looking up loving kindness meditation or method. They say oh. the people on the app say Metha. Oh, I wonder. I I wonder I if the pronunciation is correct. That does That's help, though, true. because then you're not thinking about Facebook. <laughs> you can pick a link. So I was like, five-minute loving-kindness meditation, and all these things came up. So it was easy-peasy. Fantastic. So was it the same, uh, like, mantra words about the, you know, I may I have peace and may I have safety and those things um, that he was talking about in the book? Because this is what he asked. Did you use There's a little bit of variation. Like some of them would say, may I live with ease or may I be at peace with, I mean, but it was all in that, in that wheelhouse of the same few things. Okay. Okay. That is so cool. I love that. Do you mind sharing what the name of the app is? I mean, for anybody who is. No, not at all. It's called Insight Timer. And there is a paid version, but I'm cheapskate. I'm doing the free version. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) There's like. I think there's one app, maybe two that I have ever paid for. One of them I paid for a game to get the ads off of it because the ads were driving me crazy. And one of them is a, um, it's a teleprompter app. So I can write a script and then it shows up on my phone and then I can like read my script while I'm allegedly just talking to you off the top of my head. (laughs) It's really cool. And frugal is definitely the better word. You're right. (laughs) But so that, uh, that actually, that answers one of the questions that I was going to ask to the group I'm full transparency. I read it in about 48 hours. How long did it take you to go through the book? And did you take the time to like stop and do every exercise or were you kind of reading through it as like, okay, this is interesting information. And where can I, where can I put this in, in my life? Like, how did you come to the book? Did you come to it as a, I'm going to say task, but that's not quite what I mean, but as a, as a practice, 
Um, Julie says, I power listened and kept speeding up. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Infomercial on 1.4 probably sounded even more so, huh? <laughs> so funny. Oh, Jerry says, I only tried the focus thoughts a couple of times. I found that mostly useful um, when I was feeling wound up or wired. It was a good way for me to settle my system. I love hearing that. Um, and Shannon says, it took me about a month that I just listened to every few days while doing other things. And Joanne says, I'm not all the way through yet. I was a little worried about that myself this morning, Joanne. Thank you. I'm right there with you. I will tell you, I finished the book, you know, like done, but not finished, but there was still um, quite a bit of appendices afterwards that, I mean, it was, it's literally 16% of the book is appendix. And so I did not get through the appendix. I got through the book. <laughs> And then Amy says it was a task for me because I was excited to have a chance to join. I know because you're here this morning. So cool. Um, and had it listened. Oh, and so did you do the whole six hours like in one sitting because you were doing yard work? I know. So, oh, dang, girl, you got through the whole book in one sitting. I had to walk away from it a couple of times. Just, I mean, not not for any reason other than my attention span just is not six hours long. <laughs> just at all. <laughs> Julie says, I actually uttered, dude, come on. <laughs> there was still an hour left. <laughs> I love it. I have, I have definitely felt that way about books before. There's, I, I like the digital. Well, I mean, I guess this is true with a, a paper book also. Like, you know how much you have left. And there's a point where you're like, what else are you going to say to fill this? Because I, this was, it's a very, very minor, not even really a complaint, but I did feel like he could have dug a little further on any one thing versus covering as much as he did. I mean, again, my bias was I really, really liked part one. Like I definitely enjoyed the theory more than the practice. And I mean, two thirds of the book was practice, but I really liked just, I mean, I liked the brain science. I liked the, this is how meditation works. This is how it might work for you. I would have loved more of his personal story. I felt like I went to India in the seventies and now I'm a professional meditator. It was like, could, could you fill in some of those details? I'd love to know more about how he personally struggled and like kind of on, on par with that was, I felt like the the personal stories he shared of his clients were a little bit like, okay, they came in struggling, then they meditated. And now a year later, everything's fine. I would have really liked to hear, frankly, more about the struggle. I think, <laughs> I think that's my personal bias. I like hearing more about the struggle. I want to know I'm not alone in my struggle. Tell me more. And then yes, give me the happy ending. Did you guys kind of read it that way? Or was that, uh, was that like a personal thing with me? A little bit of yes and no. Because generally speaking, I prefer more personal story. And I mean, to be fair, I like a lot more um, like theory too. Yes, Amy? It did seem like the meditation was an easy, easy fix. And, and so I would agree with you in the fact that it's like, okay, well, did they meditate one time and then yay, we're fixed? Like, I just, I don't know. That just, that seemed to be a little bit of a, of misleading as to how, 
Helpful. And it's good to hear from Terry that, that, that she has found some things to be helpful. And that's actually a little bit encouraging that maybe I could try this once in a while, but it's not something that I read. And I was like, I'm going to go meditate, especially when every single component had a 20 minute meditation. I'm like, when are you going to have time to do anything else kind of thing? But for me, it was just too much of an easy fix. Uh, Well, I kind of wondered about the easy fix aspect of it too, which is again, why I would have maybe preferred a little bit more about the struggle and about how long it took. And like you said, some more details about, okay, they meditated five times a week for six months. And then this is what came of it. And, and yeah, Terry, thank you. The, the 20 minutes isn't necessary. It's just so that really makes a big difference because he said it once or possibly twice, but then really hammered home the 20 to 30 minutes, the 30 to 45 minutes, the, this is what I do. You don't have to be professional, but you kind of do sort of a thing. You know, there was, I felt that there was a little bit of contradiction in the way that that he kind of explained it. And Julie, I totally agree. I loved the quote that the brain is an orchestra without a conductor. (laughs) I thought that one was brilliant. There was, there was definitely a couple of really, really good takeaways. Um, Again, the part one, really the takeaway that as soon as you recognize that your brain has wandered off is evidence of you doing it correct. I to, to me, that was such a mic drop. I could have closed the book right then and been like, I got everything I needed out of this book. That was hands down the most important piece of information for me personally. I do not think I have ever heard anybody talk about meditation like that, that your brain is supposed to wander, that you are supposed to feel like this while you are meditating. I've heard people talk about, oh, just let your thoughts go by like clouds. And like, I've heard all the things that you can do with thoughts, but never that you're supposed to struggle for lack of a better word. It's like, okay, that feels really encouraging. That feels like something I could actually do. Um, Which actually kind of brings up the next point that I wanted to ask you. Did you find, especially as he was talking about the informal part, not the formal part where you're like sitting and, and like meditating for 20 to 30 minutes, but the informal stuff about just kind of quickly doing a body scan or going from like big picture to small picture. Personally, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, I do that all the time. I had never thought about that as being like a meditative practice. So it doesn't have to be that thing specifically, but did you find anything in the book that you were like, oh, I kind of already do that. I mean, Julie, you said that about the, I use the one word sometimes to kind of help myself get out of a a difficult time or when I don't have time to do more formal journaling. Did anybody find like a, a piece of what he was talking about like that, where you're like, oh, cool. This already fits into my life. I think he did touch on the feeling, the feelings a little just a little, just a hair. He didn't dive right in, you know? And I was like, oh, please go, please go for it. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. But I did like the idea of, uh, he did touch on noticing, Mm -hmm. like what's happening in your body. Uh, He just didn't use the same phrasing. So uh, yeah, I just think we do it times 10 in the group. Well, and I mean, to speak to that point really specifically, I I did kind of grit my teeth at the one thing where he was like, oh, well, if this feeling is difficult, you don't have to feel it. You can push it aside. And I was like, <clears throat> I cleared my throat while I was reading that part. Like, I, I do understand what he was saying. And I, I got his point about how you can get a lot of places without diving right in. I 
I'm a dive right in kind of girl though, as, as my girls in the get you goal group know, it's like, there's no such thing as an emotion that's too difficult to feel. You can definitely still do that. <laughs> but so coming back though, did anybody find parts of the work that you are either already implementing or that feel like something you could implement relatively quickly, relatively easy? Like, was there a part of what he was saying that felt like, Okay, I'm going to grab onto that and I'll I'll fold that into my daily my daily stuff. Yeah, I felt like the the one word really resonated with me and that really helped me like I had some you know, sort of hard feelings, I guess I would say like in the past and that helped me to um instead of saying, oh, that upset me so much or I was so sad, you know, like I was able to say, oh, well, I actually felt like you know, abandoned or, you know, lonely or whatever to sort of, um, you know, categorize what, what I was feeling and that helped me process through. So I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. So is that something that you had ever done before or was it something that you No, that was like a light bulb moment there. Yes. So, Oh, I love it. That's really impressive. I mean, especially with your specific example of Mm -hmm. abandoned. I mean, I bet that felt like like he said, like he describes it as an anchor, like I can mm-hmm. grab onto this and I can hold this here while, while this storm is kind of in my body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. Gosh. I mean, so again, price of the book done. Here we go. Got your value out of it. That's fantastic. Do you, I mean, if you don't mind my putting you on the spot like this, do you see that as something that you might be able to use mo- moving forward? Like this uh, is yeah. something that's part of your day now? Yeah, definitely, you know, um, processing those feelings where you're like, hey, wait, well, I kind of feel like maybe just from the few times I've heard you, you know, that you're more about like, you know, you're talking through your feelings and that sort of thing. But um, um, I feel like, yeah, that's more um, feeling your feelings, what you're always saying, um, not just like, oh, this feels I'm upset, like I'm going to push past this or whatever, but, you know, yeah. processing it. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Identifying those feelings. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Just even, even the identification goes Mm -hmm. so far as you've already found. I mean, even, even sometimes just admitting that you're having a feeling because sometimes we just try so hard to be like, no, 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 everything's fine. I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing here. And it's like, no, no, no. My body is doing something. I am, I am feeling something I can, I can use a word and, and identify this. I love it. So I'm curious, Shannon, again, I'm going to keep putting you on the spot. (laughs) Did you do any of the other practices in the book or was it that you found the one thing and you're like, cool, this is it. I'll get to the other stuff later. No, I felt, yeah, that was good. And then um, when he was talking about like difficult people, that was helpful to me. So some of the other things as well. Yeah. Um, So I really did enjoy this book, you know, better than the book from last month. Right. <laughs> and then when I went into it, I, I don't feel like I am, you know, it's, it's about self-compassion. I don't feel like I'm mean to myself or I tell myself, oh, you're so stupid, you know, whatever. Um, but this did really kind of identify other ways, you know, that you could be compassionate to yourself without, you know, I don't feel like I'm somebody who beats myself up, but, you know, I, I did identify other ways, you know. Yeah. So I am curious just because of our earlier conversation about those specific words like mindful and self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Did those land with you like the title itself and and his conversation throughout the book did it did it feel like good language to you like it resonated? 
Yeah, some sometimes I, I think the towards the end of the book, I was getting like, okay, like some of these other like, okay, I got it now. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I did definitely just um, I did actually kind of like the mantras. You know, at first I was like, oh, I don't think I would say that to myself, but I did actually try it, and I, I felt better. So. <laughs> funny it's funny how sometimes you try something and it's like oh this is easier than I thought this is actually a pretty simple concept that I can just apply very quickly in my life in in different ways I love that so did you try any of the like longer meditations or the because I was usually out walking or doing housework or whatever while so I was like well I'm not gonna pause um and then sometimes it felt like he was like uh you kind of like understanding something. And then he was like, and then go to www. <laughs> I was like, that felt so just jarring a little bit, you know, so the, I, whatever the first one was where it had like, it had to have been the longest URL in the world. I was <laughs> laughing. Like, like I missed the point of what that whole paragraph was because that URL was so freaking funny. <laughs> it was just like, Okay, there has to have been a better way to have approached this. And I wonder, which was one of the other points actually about how long ago was this written? Because I mean, anybody who's in business now knows that you keep your URLs really short for this exact reason, because sometimes you're going to be verbalizing them like you really don't want 57,000 characters in your URL. So, and actually I was wondering about that too, about your experience of listening to it only, and this is for everybody. I'm not, I'm not going to keep putting Shannon on the spot, but thank you so much for that. Uh, In your experience of listening to it, I find personally when I'm listening to an audiobook, I am almost always doing something else. I mean, it's, I'm either doing dishes or I'm playing a game on my phone or I'm out and about. I mean, I'm, I'm almost never just sitting and listening to a book the way that I sit and read a book. And so therefore, for me personally, the, the exercises, every time one came up, I was like, I'll get to that later. It, it really wasn't a, I can do this right now. And then um, in that chapter where he talks about difficult people, when he really specifically says, go through this chapter slowly, you don't want to go through it quickly. You, you want to really take your time. This might be a couple of weeks. And Amy says, yeah, or I'm not doing that yet. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, yes. Every time it started with sit still for 20 minutes, I was like, or not. <laughs> But I am curious if, like, for those of us who listened to it, did it kind of plant a seed of, okay, I could come back and do some of that? I mean, especially now with our conversation where, where Terry is endorsing that five minutes is all you need. Like, is there a little bit of a spark of, okay, this is this is work that I found interesting enough that I might try it later. How about we approach it from that part of it? Did it feel like work that you would want to do like at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Julie says, sorry, Terry, zero desire to meditate or do yoga. Oh, but you guys, I heard very recently that there is a yoga. It's called yoga Nidra where all you do is lay still. And I'm like, Oh, that's my yoga. <laughs> I mean, again, though, for short amounts of time, but apparently it is a brain body connection yoga Nidra where you like, find parts of your body while being still. And I'm like, I could probably do that. I could, I could probably get behind that for a couple of minutes at a time. And Julie says I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, and yoga Nidra is aiming to put you to sleep. Oh, that's fascinating. I might, 
they might be really into that. <laughs> Apparently snored loudly. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So, okay. Coming back to the book. So for me personally, I felt like the, um, the informal practice of noticing big picture, noticing small picture, noticing big picture, noticing small picture. I found that one to be very easily understandable. Like I came to, to that particular part of the book being like, okay, for me personally, as an endurance runner, and Amy, you probably feel the same way. Like, you know how you have to go in and out of focus. Like sometimes you're like, what is my body doing? And sometimes you're like, I cannot listen to my body right now. I just have to get to the next aid station. So, so for me, that practice of kind of going in and out of focus totally made sense. It 100% resonated with me, but then there were parts of the book that I was like, well, again, just the, the mantra in general, I, I've never, I don't know if I can say never, I've never successfully, let's put it that way. I might have tried mantras before, but I have never successfully used a mantra where it felt like it was doing something in my life. So I'm curious from you guys, was there a part that just like resonated quickly and, or was there a part where you're like, yeah, I just, I feel so much skepticism about this that I'm not sure if I would be able to put it into my life. Um, and Amy says, I found myself relating most of the book to what we do in the group. Of course I did too. And, and for me personally, I read the book as what could I do in my own book that would like be clearer or more interesting or different. I mean, again, listening to him not tell very many personal stories. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I told a lot of personal stories in my book, because for me, relationally, I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to know more about the author. Um, and Julie says the one word was great for reminding me that we all want the same things. Oh, I love that. And as you said, that is something that you had already done. So that just really resonated with you in general. Yeah. So Julie, let me put you on the spot because that's what I'm doing this morning, y'all. <laughs> Thank you all for being so, so good about this. So if that was the one that felt very easy, was there a, a, a part of the book that felt like, oh, I, I just feel a lot of resistance or a lot of skepticism about this? Was there something that felt difficult? Um, the, honestly, every time he mentioned meditation, like, oh, just I was just, yeah, I'm like, okay like let's speed up a little more, you know, that kind of thing. It just, I, I knew I wasn't going to do it. So listening to a description of it was, yeah, I was like, I'm not, I so, you know. because I know you, I'm going to ask mm -hmm. it to you like this. What if he had told you to journal on these thoughts? Would have been totally open. Right? <laughs> yeah. hundred so percent. Right? Where's my pen? Yeah. Yeah. Which, exactly. I mean, you know that journaling is meditation, right? Because they are very similar. It is a focus of your mind and your body. I'm going to fight you, Paula. <laughs> no, I know. Because I feel the same way. That word, that word does not resonate with me either. But the more he was talking about it, the more I was like, oh, this is what we do. I mean, it is. It's just, it, it brings up that image, you know, of like levitating, you know, peace, zen, you know, that's right. And it just, yeah, that's not me. So, so um, well, so I, yeah. go ahead. Oh, so I do like that he pointed out that the messiness is supposed to be part of it. Though. I do, I do agree with you on that. That was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And this is interestingly something that I thought about a lot in my book, because I do use the word journaling so much. And I know that people are going to feel about journaling that word 
the way that I feel about meditation. And so I am curious, I mean, this is for the whole group, was there, or I mean, anything that we've already talked about, like, was there a word or a phrase that you were like, I have a lot of resistance to this, but the way you're explaining it makes so much sense. Again, for me, it really was that thing where he, and I don't know if he, he must have used the word focus. And so for me, the word focus kind of opened my brain and took away some of the skepticism because I do like focusing. Focusing felt like something I was capable of doing much more so than meditation. So I'm curious if any of you had, I'm going to call it a language barrier. Like, was there something that he talked about that just because of the language, it didn't seem like something you could do versus as soon as you heard it your own way, it felt very, very doable. And Julie, it looks like you're typing. You can just unmute. It's fine. <laughs> oh, schema got my back up. Oh, yeah. come on back on. Tell me about that. That's interesting. The, I don't have a perception of that word. The, so when he was listing all the schemas, I'm like, aren't those narratives? Like, or, or, and, and yet he was dealing them almost as like concrete. Where do you fit? Or do you hold one more than one? And I was like, aren't they all thoughts? Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah, <are. laughs> so he lost me a bit there. I kind of got my back up a little in disappointment there. That's fascinating. I didn't notice. Um, I didn't notice a lot of personal resistance to that part. I did. I, I did read it the same way you did, as though oh, there are these distinct personalities that you will fall into one of these, and and I was like, well, I mean, no, but also, but also, I can see how. I can see how it could be helpful to kind of recognize a pattern in your life and then kind of work through it from, from the pattern as opposed, I mean, again, cause I know you, I know that you and I both know that you have to find the tree instead of the forest. I mean, that's where the work is done. The work is done at the tree level, but I think I understood what he was doing by offering the forest level so that so that somebody who is brand new to this work can kind of look at it like, okay, I can see that I am this kind of person. And from that kind of person, I can do the work this way. Like I was, I was willing to kind of give it to him. And I didn't think of it that way as approaching from like maybe further out. Yeah. And just trying to bring it in a little bit more to get you there, you know, to get you a little closer. That actually makes sense to me. It doesn't get my back up quite as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, part of the reason that that I I didn't get my back up a lot, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. I had a little bit of resistance to it because some of them really did describe me. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> So, so is that part of it for you too? It's like, yeah. Oh, I had like five, and I was like, okay, but that's that's a narrative. Those are thoughts. Those are, yeah. So, and then some of them, only part of it. It, it was kind of, yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, is actually my personal problem with any kind of like personality type. Anyways, because I do actually think that everybody falls a little bit into pretty much every personality type. And there are some that we identify with more, but then there's still like that one half a sentence where you're like, yeah, but no, I'm not quite like that. And so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of like personality types or schemas or, or things like that, just in general, unless of course, we're talking about Scorpios and Leos, in which case I got you on that. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that one. I know, right? Because those are totally schemas. Totally schemas. 
does. And I absolutely identify with being a Scorpio. <laughs> and you called me out on a Leo. So, <laughs> well, because I know that, I mean, you and I have had this conversation about Leo energy and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I do think that here's actually my next question to the group. For those of us, because I, I get the impression that none of us came to this like, oh, I've been meditating for years. And so therefore you've got nothing new to teach me. I, I do feel like all of us would consider ourselves like either newbies or fully skeptical or, or whatever. I felt like he like I felt like where he really shone was that he came to this from a you've never meditated before. And here's how you can gently get started. I did really like just his overall tone. I again, the narrator was condescending, but a little cheesy. Going back and forth between the book and the narration, I did feel like reading it, I could hear it maybe in my own voice a little bit better, and it did not sound condescending. I felt like he was very, very welcoming to like a new meditator. Did you guys also get that feeling, or did you have like a different impression of the, of the tone of the book? Um, Julie says the how-to portion was excellent. Not for me, <laughs> but for somebody else. <laughs> I agree. I did feel like he was actually... Um, quite thorough with uh, with his explanations of like this is what it'll feel like and this is how you can get going with it yeah that's awesome anybody else have anything to say about about the overall tone of being for a beginner or not I am curious I mean because we are all relatively speaking beginners I am curious how somebody who has more experience with meditation might read the book I wonder if I wonder if it was helpful to people who already had more experience. And Amy says, I did feel like he made it approachable. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I mean, it, it softened a lot of the edges around any parts of the book that I did have a lot of skepticism for. I did feel like, like he, he made it easy to come to. That's nice. Good. Um, I had at least Oh, okay. I have one more question for us because we are almost at time, but I wanted to know for those of you who did like any of the practices or even considered doing the practices in the book. So I guess really Terry, you specifically, <laughs> did you get all the way through all of the appendix material? Also, I read some of it, like I read the list of emotions, which I thought was fascinating, but then there was other, like other um, meditations to do too. No, <laughs> nah, <laughs> you'd had enough. Well, so here, let me put you on the spot again, though, if you don't mind. Where else do you think you'll go with your meditation practice? Like this being kind of a jumping off point, can you can you see that there's like a next step for you personally? What do you suppose it is? I, I, I think one of, one of the most important things is that, okay, I was trying to think of what exercise you say it the most often about. Like there's no letter K police. There's no meditation police. And I think that word, there is a lot of resistance to that word, but call, I call it breathing exercises. I, when I, when I've got like my kid, my adult kids come over and I'm like, I'm, I'm done with y'all and your drama. I go, yes, I need to go do my breathing exercises. And I go for that. And I lie down. The other thing is a lot of meditation. There's this I lie down. I do yes. it the way I want to do it because it serves me well. And so I think a lot of it was, I think he kind of gives permission to find one's own 
way of doing it and no right and wrong and right is going to be if it works which is is usually where you're coming from absolutely works keep doing what works and um I so I guess the biggest thing is I, I I feel a lot more empowered to to pick and choose practices that that serve me well I love it. I don't know if that answered the question. You know what? It answered it enough because I I had not really thought about how much permission he was giving to make it your own. There were definitely parts where I read it as, oh, make it your own, but also make it 30 minutes. (laughs) So so I'm really happy that, that that message was there because I do think that if I go back and like look through the practices again, that I'll, I'll really hear it with that. You can't do this wrong. I mean, honestly, because of you saying it much more so maybe than the book, but because of you saying I've gotten so much out of me making it my own, it it helps me see that there really is there really is more to it. This is so much more broad than I came to the book thinking that it would be. I, in my mind, again, that word meditation, it's like, oh, okay, I have to sit. I have to be in a lotus position, which I cannot get into, and I have to sit still for a super long time. And I love the fact that you actually did change the word exercise. I would be all about that life. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Calling it a breathing exercise is brilliant. I love that. And I didn't don't give me credit for that. I didn't come up with that, but that's where I started was I can't meditate. I can't, I mean, I, you. I can't sit still. I don't sit yeah. still. Yeah. But lying down and yoga nidra will, I'm going to put a plug in for yoga nidra is the bomb. Because you just go to sleep. Then you just go to sleep. You lie down, you get comfortable, you relax, you go to sleep. That's my kind of yoga. Yeah, oh, and, for sure. And so I I think a lot of it is there's so much, there's there's so much judgy language that we've all heard about around all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do think that, I mean, if I had to guess, I do think that women our age, I mean, really specifically growing up in like the seventies and even the eighties where there was a lot of, in my family, really specifically, like anything self-help or meditation was just immediately like, oh, that's all, that's all BS. You know, that's all, that's all people who have more time on their hands and they don't have to work for a living. Like, like stuff like that. Like, I mean, the irony of me being a life coach in my family is not lost on me. Like, like I I do a lot of this kind of stuff that I grew up hearing was just a waste of time. So, so yeah, I do like that. I mean, really specifically, Terry, I got to tell you your experience of this book and your experience of putting the book into practice has, has really kind of helped me open my brain to how helpful this book is and how helpful meditation slash breathing exercises (laughs) could be. So here's my, here's my offer to you. Will you write a book? Because I'll read it from you. I like the way you're thinking about it. <laughs> so fun. Oh, you guys. And Julie said, after hearing Terry, I bumped up to a 3.2. Awesome. <laughs> All right. One called breathing exercises for dummies. I love it. I would tell totally to pick that up. Cause I feel that I, that feels like it would, it would cover what I was looking for. Like, this is a great way to start. And here's all the, all the information that I would want from it. I love it. But also be sure to share your experience because that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to kind of leave this about, I know we're not dummies. I know that's just a, a trademark thing. 
Um, and Amy says, I like that he told us that self-help is not selfish. I agree. That was something else that um, I really appreciated about his message was how much he connected it to when you feel better, you will present better in the world. Like there's nothing about thinking about yourself that takes away from anybody else. I, I love hearing that message. And, and hopefully you guys hear that from me also, because I love, I love hearing that. And I love speaking that because it's so true. The better you feel, the better you are out in the world and the better everybody else is for it. I love that. So again, we're wrapping up here. Was there anything else that you guys thought about the book that you wanted to be sure that we talked about or something that you wanted to share about your experience with the book? I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the other thing that I wrote down was another quote. Um, unfortunately, the brain doesn't easily distinguish between a threat coming from the inside and a threat coming from the outside. I loved that. Yes. That really gave me a good visual yes. that when I'm feeling it, it's happening. Yes. That, it doesn't matter that it's a memory and the same with connection with people. I, I finally made that. It was crystal clear for me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. See, so, okay, you you came to this conversation like, Meh, I don't know, but you had some really good quotes and some really good takeaways from the book. So that's yeah. good. I feel yeah. like I feel I like it's just all the how to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. So you liked part one the way I liked part one, and really could have had a whole book with part one, and then the part two felt like its own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could have cut out after part one. Yeah. honestly and kind of left it and it would have been better for me it might have been like a four interesting interesting and yet and yet obviously for others in in the group the how-to was really like the part of it that really resonated so obviously I mean I think I think we can all agree that he wrote a good book that was definitely helpful I mean for whatever part of it you got out of it I felt like, I mean, of the books that we have read, I felt like this was definitely one of the top three as far as like truly helpful, practical, walk away from it and feel like something kind of clicked in my brain. Whereas, I mean, <clears throat> last month's <laughs> last one didn't really feel like that. So, <laughs> so for me, this was like a really good pick. I was really excited about that. <laughs> I did. I actually did walk away with, with something very specific from the untethered soul. And that was don't write a book that says, just let go 87 times. <laughs> that was my incredibly helpful part. And Julie says, I got my epiphany last month. I have to defend. I know, I know, I know you actually really pulled something amazing out of that book. I, uh, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> but that's, this is, this is the good news. There's always something for somebody out of every book, which is why I really do like discussing these books. Cause sometimes I'll come to our book club books or book club meetings and be like, eh, I don't know. But then I love hearing how much you guys have gotten out of it and pull out the pieces. And it's like, Oh, I could hear it that way too. I could actually apply that in my life. Just like that. Like, I mean, again, with Terry this month, it's like, Oh, I could apply five minutes. That feels really doable. As opposed to the 20 to 30 that he said in the book, I really feel like five minutes feels applicable to me. So, so I'm hoping that our next pick, that was my segue. I'm hoping that our next pick also feels like that and breathing exercise. I know Terry, Terry made this book much better for me. <laughs> for reals. <laughs> but next month, female narrator, 
female author, very excited about this. It is a book called The Wisdom of Your Body by uh, Hillary McBride, PhD. And that is literally all I know about it. And I really, I love coming to these just completely blind. I will have um, on the replay, which you guys will get in your email and, or it'll be on the, the Fitness Matters podcast on Sunday. I will have a link to go to the book that we're reading next. As of this morning, it was not on sale on Chirp yet. Um, so I don't know exactly what dates it'll go. Be sure that you guys get it on discount. I mean, this is why I love Chirp. You have huge discounts. You don't have any kind of monthly subscription fee. It's It really is worthwhile. And I do really appreciate partnering with them. It, it's really nice. It's a good partnership. Um, so I will, I will try and find out the date that it will go on sale so that you guys can, can get it on sale and through the chirpbooks.com slash Paula, be sure that you sign up to a, get all the, the updates from them, like the email updates. And that is the place that you can register to come to the book club live. I, um, I don't usually have that link like on my website or in the podcasts. I let them take care of like the registration link. So be sure that you sign up for that over there. You guys, thank you so much. This was a super fun conversation today. I love, love, love these book club meetings where we get to, we get to dissect good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. I hope you all have a wonderful day. If you're getting a lot out of the Fitness Matters podcast and you're ready to take it to the next level, you're going to love the Get Your Goal Coaching and Accountability Group. We take all the theory and knowledge here on the podcast and actually apply it in real life on your real weight loss and fitness goals. It's hands-on, it's fun, and it works. Find out more at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. And let's get your goal.